stay woke. Why is it the people, the same people that use that term unironically, are the same people that you want to put to sleep? I'm going to forget my set. I am probably going to forget the rest of the set. Oh, what do you guys look for in your potential sex partners, huh? What do you, you guys got? You look for things, physical features, characteristics, personality. You look for, uh, I mean, you look at ass, you look at breasts. Some of you might look at feet. I'll tell you what I look for. Brain. Yeah, brains. Like I'm smart. Because when a smart person goes down on you, you know they have a plan. The game of getting off is just like chess, folks. You got to think three steps ahead. You got to think three steps ahead. Well, like, Saxon is in a race. Do you guys know that? Saxon is in a race. Nobody likes hearing you say, I win, after you come. Especially if you beat them to it. How's it going, Sabrina? Good to see you. Oh, my God. Now, I don't judge uh, my sex partners uh, at all by the color of their skin. Whether they be orange, black, white, yellow, because uh, they have gout. No, because at the end of the day, no matter what, we all come white, folks. We all come, we're all just, we're all just goopy, creamy, white on the inside. We're all just different varieties of jelly donuts when you really think about it. You know, all different flavors. Some of us are sprinkled, some of us are glazed, some of us like to be glazed. But at, at the end of the day, it's the cream that counts. Although chocolate don donuts do taste better, though. <laughs> they really do. Turkey. Let's talk about things that are overrated. Turkey. Turkey is... This joke is going to make no sense. Turkey is the most overrated of all the NATO allied states. Let's see. If all the NATO allied states were a family, Turkey would be the adopted one, rejected by Asia, so Europe's like, I guess. Ooh, look at me. Look at me. I have couches named after my empire. Oh, what have you done for me lately, Turkey? What have you done for me lately? Tell Armenia you're sorry. <laughs> I think Edward Snowden, because of him, because of Edward Snowden, we now know that the NSA is spying on us, right? We know, we know that now. They're listening on our cell phones. They can see us through our webcams now. Yeah, they can see us through our webcams. While we're walking, talking, jerking off. Don't you think all that free cam girl work we've been giving them deserves at least a little bit of a tax write-off? You know, for services rendered. You know, sometimes when I'm beaten off, I look, like to look in the camera and just give them a little wink to let them know that I'm giving them a show. I'm a freak, guys. I'm a freak. And I think you know you're a freak when your sex life begins to get reminiscent of United States foreign policy. You know? It's kind of the point now I'm just referring to my orgasms as drone strikes. Just coming unannounced and destroying innocent families. Just blasting bitches in the face. Just blasting bitches in the face like water cannons at Standing Rock. Uh, that joke is cold. And what's interesting about that is that wasn't on foreign soil either. That was here on domestic soil against our own citizens. Stay woke, folks. Thank you very much. I was just, I was going to let him go on and on and on about those drone strikes. It sounds pretty intense. I'm not as kinky as I should be. The city is pretty kinky, though. People just trying to tie me up and pee on me all the time. They can't even eat a pussy right. What the fuck, you guys? Get your priorities straight. Okay, anyway, this next guy, he's right in front of me. He's got a shirt on. <laughs> this is positive. Please make it loud for Stephen Massey. Woo! 
Lisa. Sorry for fucking with your set. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Also, thanks for uh, drawing attention to my shirt because I do want to talk about it up front. Um, uh, for the listening audience, I am wearing a plain black shirt that says "Make Comics, Not War." Uh, it's referring to you know the kind of comics that you read, not people like me, because Lord knows we don't need more people with uh, developmental and social disorders. Woo! Friday night, guys. How we feeling? How we feeling, Mutiny Radio? Um. <laughs> so some of you, uh, those among you that somehow aren't already aware of the sundry mental conditions I possess, uh, might be aware that I'm I'm an awkward man. I have always been awkward. I suspect that I will remain awkward in perpetuity, but. I have some hope because it's definitely uh, become far less pronounced than it was in my youth. I think uh, peak cringe for young Stefan was one summer at uh, the Jewish day camp my parents always signed me up for because they didn't want to have to deal with me. Uh, I was on the bus from whatever park we had just finished playing at or having a barbecue or having Science Friday, whatever the hell they cooked up to keep us occupied for a couple hours. Uh, and the buses were separated by age except for... Two girls uh, that were like three years older than me sitting right next to me because their bus was full. And I know I hadn't hit puberty yet because I would have been sweating profusely out of sheer nervousness, but there was still something in me, something primal that recognized that in a situation like this, I shouldn't try and impress these two. So after about five minutes of sitting in stony silence when my brain tried to come up with something that would make me look good, I just blurred out, I've been hit by a car. And yeah, right? Um, <laughs> that event occurred when I was in third grade, uh, but just because I phrased it like that, they assumed it had just happened, so there was, I spent five minutes telling them the thrilling story of how I was running for the bus and a car didn't stop, and I rolled off the hood and kept right on running, uh, and then the silence resumed and remained for the rest of the drive, and you know, I like to remind myself of how far I've come, where I'm at socially, but the answer to which is usually uh, right around where most people were when they started high school. Still some work to do. Still a bit of work to do. Um... <laughs> Yeah, um, played a lot of games in day camp. Um, I've never been great at games, honestly. I think the er example of this is one time I was, I briefly had a, uh, obsession with, uh, the Japanese board game Go, um, and I played a few times in, uh, some Yahoo game chat rooms, <laughs> of all things, back when that was still a thing, when people still used Yahoo, uh, <laughs> And so I'm, I play, I go into a room and I get a partner, I play, I start playing a game and like half the board's filled up and he's taken like two or three minutes to make his move. And then he just messages me out of the blue saying, you are the greatest embarrassment to the game of Go that there has ever been, uh, forfeits the game. And, and then I, 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 I pretty much did too. <laughs> In, in again in perpetuity um, I'm Persian uh, Persians are a very they're very upwardly mobile they're very uh, high society type people I found out recently that apparently something that Persians are very into is is picnicking someone told me that Persians are very big on going out and getting a you know a nice big spread of picnics and I'm like I know I take this to my dad and I'm like dad how come we haven't been doing this for years how come we haven't been going out and you know getting a full cheese platter out at Menlo Park uh, because that's a real park and not just the name of a city. Uh, 
And he's like, well, you know, okay, it's not that. We don't, Persians don't like to picnic. They like to go glamping. You guys know about glamping? Glamour camping? It's like when you set up a, um, a tent with like all the trappings of a hotel room. You get a generator. You get, you know, a video game system out there, a big screen TV in your tent. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, they'll hunt too. They'll, they'll bring guns and they'll hunt a br- or try and get a brace of quail for dinner. But even if they don't end up getting anything, they have a cook come along with something else just in case. Exactly, right? Yeah. But, you know, at least they ended up adhering to that old ad leave no footprint because their stilettos got stuck in the sand. <laughs> um, but you know, I, uh, as much as uh, the little part of me that I can genuinely claim as Persian definitely sympathizes with those guys, because uh, you know, I'm not a fan of roughing it, but I end up doing it a lot anyway, because it isn't just going camping that lets you play the game of life on hard mode. And you know, going out into the woods on purpose with little in the way of comfort, just sleeping on dirt, getting bit, bit by dugs, and having to dig holes anytime you have to poop. Uh, that's, you know, the height of it. But when I say I'm going to rough it, I just mean I'm going to make something unnecessarily difficult uh, for, the, for myself because I can't be bothered to think ahead, you know? I'll go ahead and uh, get on a plane with no pillow, just stay away for 10 hours. I don't give a fuck. I'll go to the gym, sweat all over the equipment, and then remember I should have brought a towel and begrudgingly pay three bucks for one. And, you know, I'll go shopping and not bring a cloth bag, just throw it in a paper one. Shit, double bag it. Planet's already falling apart and I don't want my beer to eat out the bottom. I don't know why I phrased that like that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, I work for Ease now. I deliver weed for a living. Um, it's yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, uh, I uh, my favorite thing that's happened so far is I delivered weed to one of my brother's friends while my brother was upstairs hanging out with them. Like this guy comes out and he's a total bro. He's like, oh man, I can't believe it. Sean's upstairs, man, you wanna come hang out? I'm like, you know, I'm on the clock, I really can't. All right, all right man, I gotta take a picture, I gotta send it to him. Oh wait, I'll, I'll Snapchat it to him. And I just go like, and and go about uh, making my next delivery. Um, and you know, people say that weed uh, is bad for you, that it makes you dumb or whatever, but you know, uh, I was uh, lighting up my pipe uh, and I had a butane lighter, you know, those kind of intense like little mini torches and I missed the pipe and hit my finger, but there was an open wound on my finger and no, 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 not, not awe. awe. It was awesome actually because it cauterized it and disinfected it because it's, it's a flame. Yeah. So never listen to anyone that tells you that weed is bad for you. I'm Stefan Massey. I think I sound really aggressive tonight because like, cause first Trish thought that I was like mad at her and then uh, Stefan's like, I'm sorry I ruined your set. And I'm like, I'm just being a little more assertive in my life because I get shit on a lot. I mean, not literally, but like um, I have been peed on. I um, It was pretty crazy. This guy was like sitting there with me and my girlfriend and he was like, hey, speaking of fantasies, which we weren't, um, I would really like it if we could all pee on each other right now. And I was like, whoa, 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 buddy, like, I have self-respect, but I've never done that before. Uh, so we all peed on each other. Uh, it was pretty great. It was a lot of pressure. I was, was the last to pee. Uh, but props to him for just going with the flow, right? Like, that's, 
It was pretty hot. Okay, so I don't know if you guys have noticed. There's kind of a theme. The list is over there, gentlemen, who just came in. And uh, the theme is you can go as long as you want to go. Like, if, if I have to kick you off, I, I'm going to. But really, I want you to have fun here. Like, take your time. Do your thing. It's a small group. We all need, you know. So this next lady, I have not met, but I'm ex- or I've probably seen you, and I just am an asshole. But uh, anyway, she's wearing pink. This is positive. Okay, please make it loud for Sabrina Miller. Right. Hello, brainwash. Oh, wait. I'm at Mutiny Radio. I am all. I'm all brainwashed out here, folks. All right, I got some new jokes for um, one, two, three, uh, four of you, I think. So I had one drink before I came here, and I'm thinking maybe I should add three or four more because like, when I do a set drunk, oh, it's great. I, uh, I have delusions of being an actual comedian. Um, thank you, but after my set. And uh, actually, Jim Beam is my liquor of choice. Um, but like, when, I do a, like, when I do a set sober, like I kind of am now, I have delusions of, Merry Christmas, everybody. I bet 2017 is going to be a great year and actually meaning it. So that's my little delusion there. Um, All right, hate crimes have been on the rise since the election. But did you know that the rate of schizophrenia has dropped off dramatically? It's true. Uh, My friend and I were talking about it the other day, and he was like, Sabrina, I've been off my Seroquel for a month. I feel amazing after I unfriended myself on Facebook. And uh, yeah, never talking to that piece of shit shadow voter again. Fucking go down to Mexico and help Trump build his wall. (laughs) Or join join his cabinet, whatever. Um, uh, Before I did my first open mic, I was afraid to Google the odds of making it as a comedian. Oh, naive Sabrina. (laughs) Everyone knows it takes three minutes to have your heart ripped out and stomped on. Not one click of a mouse. So I think uh, last Friday was kind of uh, one of those nights. It's like afterwards, I was like, fuck it. I'm going to the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm going to punch my one-way ticket out of whatever the hell this is. So, But uh, luckily, I haven't stopped my Seroquel, so I had a little chat with myself. I uh, said, Sabrina, hon, you can't just throw it all away over one lousy set. Well, one lousy week, one lousy year. Come to think of it, like, pretty much the past 30 years have really sucked. But anyway, you, literally, you can't do it. You can't go to the Golden Gate Bridge. It's closed to pedestrians this time of the night. Remember? Duh. It's like, if you want to, you can really go tomorrow, you know, if you get up in time before noon. If you manage to get to Walgreens and reload your clipper card. If you, uh, if you don't mind waiting for the 38 bus in the rain and getting pneumonia. Oh, fuck, it sounds exhausting. Thank God for laziness and procrastination, folks. That's why I'm up here um, telling some new jokes. Thank you, thank you. Okay, there is hope, there is hope. And it's comedy, sort of. Um, uh, from a very early age, I would say five or six, I, uh, I knew that I was different uh, from the boys I tagged along with. They were like, I want to be a policeman. I want to be a firefighter. I want to be an astronaut. And uh, what about you, they'd ask me. Oh, I don't know, maybe, um, you know, female astronaut, female firefighter. Oh, maybe a female comedian or... Female, that's a job, right? 
<laughs> but uh, never out loud. God, no. It was the 80s. We're talking the pre-Netscape, pre-Yahoo days. The only transitioning I knew about was from uh, Catholic to Jew. Or uh, in my household, uh, sober to raging drunk. Lots of uh, holes in the drywall in the family home there. But uh, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. So let's see. Uh, you get a lot of questions when you're transitioning. Um, questions like, Sabrina, what if you change your mind after your surgery? Don't you know it's irreversible? There's no going back, girl. You know, God, I fucking hope so. It, it would really suck if I went to my gynecologist for a follow-up just to hear her tell me, I'm sorry, Sabrina, but it's starting to grow back. <laughs> what? I thought my clitoris was just swollen. I'm afraid it's not the female Viagra. Damn it. <laughs> That's when you realize you got a whole lot more to worry about than getting ready for the holidays. Got to trim the tree and your clit. Yay. <laughs> well, Christmas carols will never be the same. I'm dreaming of a normal clitoris. Or the new seasonal favorite, up on the rooftop, clit, clit, clit. Here comes Santa to invert your dick, or prick, whichever one you prefer. So, still working on the song. Uh, another joke, another joke, another joke. Um, I got my first social media joke. I don't know why it took me this long to, uh, to get to it, but you know those um, Facebook quizzes, like uh, what Disney princess are you? I don't know why I'm making eye contact with you, sir. Um, or uh, what will 2017 hold in store for you? We all know that, more depressing sets. But my new favorite one is uh, what side of the wall will you end up on in 2020? <laughs> I got a new one. I got a new one that I want to post on Facebook. Um, what was, you know, I just had it. Okay, a new quiz that I want to post on Facebook. Um, oh, yeah, what DSM-4 diagnosis are you? I got it. And uh, all right, first question, um, what's your dream job? Easy enough, you know, comedian. Click, uh, next question that popped up. What other delusions do you have? Yeah, seems yeah, it seems that you get the second question, you know, the same second question, like if you type in first female president. Ooh. Sad, sad times, folks. Sad, sad times. Uh, that's why like I'm like I'm dreaming of becoming the first um, transgender woman president elect in uh, in twenty twenty, yeah. And uh, I think it can happen and let me tell you why. Uh, it turns out that uh, Al Gore and I are not two distant cousins on my mother's side. No joke. And, uh, uh, yeah, I'm talking the guy whose least favorite state used to be Florida. Used to be. And uh, he wrote an inconvenient truth. And I'm living it. Just ask my dad. Uh, seriously, Sabrina? Comedy? Are you fucking kidding me? You're killing your career jo uh, career prospects. Why can't you just be transgender? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm proud to be transgender, you know? And uh, Al Gore, decidedly not transgender, but we were born on the same day, March 31st, I'm not making this up, and which just so happens to be the National Transgender Day of Visibility. 
So I think this explains why I've been having these uh, these visions of uh, chatting with Hillary and Mr. Gore over uh, coffee and donuts um, at the support group for PTERSD. Now, I had to have several visions until I figured out what that was. It stands for Post-Traumatic Election Recount Stress Disorder. Oh. And I think that's it for me. Uh, I'm Sabrina Miller. It's been my set. Hope you enjoyed it. Back to your host. I'm jealous, I'm jealous that she's got a better shot of being the president than I do. Like, I'm just pissed. Like, oh, that was beautiful, that was amazing. Give it up again for Sabrina. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we are doing this. This is going, we got this. We got a, we got a one, one, uh, one name man coming up. He's just got one name, you guys. I always, I feel like, you know, people with one name are definitely cooler than all of us, right? Like, uh, Cause I don't know, don't, I, I don't know. This this guy's this guy's gonna be super fucking cool. Is what I'm trying to say. I don't know him, but I I am I'm excited. Okay, so please make it loud for the one name man, Arden. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Mutiny Radio. It's great to be here. Hello. Yep. Uh, it's weird. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, how's everybody doing tonight? We all good? Yeah. Yeah, anybody else get baked before they got up here? <laughs> yeah, I quit drinking to just smoke pot all the time. Uh, I got the wake-up call one day when uh, American Express called me. They said, we have to check some fraudulent charges here. We got to read these back. I said, yeah, go ahead. They said, okay, women's shoes? I said, no, that wasn't me. Not this week, at least. And uh, they said, okay, uh, so we got bar, bar. Yeah, those are me. Liquor store, yep. Taxi, yep. Falafel stand, yep bar, bar, liquor store. I'm starting to think this is an intervention and not a fraud investigation, guys. <laughs> and then it got really dark when my parents got on the line, you know? Uh, but so I quit drinking and I'm living a cleaner lifestyle. I also quit uh, the one thing making me most miserable in life, my six-figure job. I now make coffee for a living and make thirteen fifty an hour. And I love it. It's awesome. It's phenomenal. I uh, I, I bring joy to everyone every morning, you know? Here's your cup of coffee. Here's, here's a little bit of me for you, you know? And, uh, yeah, it is weird, right? <laughs> yeah. I know, an upbeat, positive comment. Crazy shit, right? <laughs> but, I mean, the best part about serving coffee all day is that any time I take a nice warm bath, I've got 10 gallons of free coffee afterwards. And so, you know, bring me to a house party where you need a lot of coffee, and I'm there. <laughs> and I know, it's disgusting. It's terrible, <laughs> you know. Uh, but coffee's a very interesting thing. I mean, out here in California, you go into a coffee shop, and half the time, they, you know, just don't register what's going on, right? They're a little, they're a little baked like I am right now. They're just going, what, what, what's happening, right? Or they're like me when I'm at work and I'm upbeat and happy. What can I do for you? Let me give you a cup of coffee. Is that good for you? Let me remake it if it's not right, right? But I moved out here from Brooklyn, and it's a m much different experience in Brooklyn. You know, I go into a coffee shop there, and I go, uh, excuse me, uh, can I get a cup of coffee? And the guy behind the counter puts down his New York Post a little bit to look at me with disdain. And say, what? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to disturb you, but uh, I was hoping to get a cup of coffee. 
What are you asking me? I'd like a cup of, you want a cup of coffee is what you're telling me? You want me to stop reading my paper, my one joy in this world, and make you a cup of coffee to do my job. You're telling me to do my job? Get the hell out of my store. You know what? You look like one of those types of guys. You, you move to California and you go serve coffee out there and see how you like dealing with customers all day. And I did, and I gotta say, I love it. It's, it's kinda awesome, everybody's really chill. You know, everybody's either sleepy or happy, you know? It's all, I love California, it's awesome, it really is. Uh, but you know, it, we're, we're still a, a state that's divided, you know? Uh, I've seen the graffiti around the city, you know, 10% voted for Trump, you know, saying 10% of San Franciscans voted for Trump. And uh, I kinda witnessed this firsthand, I was in, uh, what used to be Highbridge Arms, the last gun store in San Francisco proper before they shut down, and Bernal Heights Collective took them over and made it into a dispensary. All right? And I said, that's very San Francisco. And I got my medical card because I like smoking weed. So I went over there for their soft open. And uh, I went in, and I'm talking with the guy that's running the place. And I'm like, this is great. This is awesome. I love this. You know, it's bright. It's clean. It's awesome. And it's not a gun store anymore. That's pretty cool, right? And he goes, yeah. And then walks by this 70-year-old woman. And she's looking in and peering in. The guy goes, oh, can I help you? And she goes, oh, I was just seeing that this isn't the gun store anymore. It's so clean and nice in here anymore. I was so angry that that gun store was still here in San Francisco. You could just see the rage in her face. And he goes, yeah, no, we, we took it over. And she goes, oh, what is this now? And he goes, well, it's a medicinal marijuana dispensary. And she goes, well, I never, and storms off, right? And I'm like, you're 70 years old. You never what? Got laid? That's the only reason you could be this angry, in which case, I'll step up, you know? I'll do that. I have low standards. Actually, I, you know, I'm all about sharing the love, so... You know, but I mean, not liking that a gun store is no longer a gun store and is now a weed store is like not liking the movie Big, you know? It's got Tom Hanks in it, man. It, it's got Tom Hanks in it, right? And it's a magical story. I mean, you got to ignore the part that it's a 30-year-old man with the mentality of a 13-year-old sleeping with a 30-year-old woman. You got to nix all that because then it just gets dark. But it's a solid movie, right? I love that movie. But that movie illustrates the fundamental difference in Hollywood between how they view men versus how they view women, okay? In the movie Big, Tom Hanks wishes to be big, becomes 30 years old. What's the first thing that happens to him? He gets thrown out of his house by his mother, all right? He now has to fend for himself, go to New York, find a shitty-ass apartment, all right? Then he's got to find a shitty-ass job to f be able to afford that apartment. Now, granted, it's a sweet gig at a toy company, but, you know, it's Hollywood. They can't have it all be bleak, all right? And then he's got to win over the girl, you know, through his childlike child demeanor and everything, but he's still got to win her over because he can't not have a love interest in this movie, right? He's got to do all that. It's a struggle for him the whole way. Compare that to a different movie, 13 Going on 30. Anybody seen this movie? Yeah. Ladies? Yeah. Ladies? Yeah? All right. So I've seen enough of this movie that I understand how Hollywood views women. 
You see, in 13 going on 30, she's 13 years old, wakes up to find herself 30 years old, and what happens? Nothing, because she already has the Fifth Avenue Manhattan apartment. She already has the awesome magazine job. She already has the doting boyfriend who loves her unconditionally, right? It's just like she's handed everything, and that's how Hollywood sexism works, right? Men have to struggle and strife and obtain, and women are just given everything like princesses. It's bullshit. It's bullshit, right? And this is where Hollywood could learn something from the porn industry out here, all right? Because when I watch porn, women can be anything. They can be doctors, they can be lawyers, they can be scientists. They can be mothers, they can be grandmothers, they can be aunts, they can be stepmothers. They can also be any number of things. They can be dominatrices, they can be anything. They can, they can have any role they want. And that's where Hollywood's failing because once a woman hits 35 in Hollywood, it's either evil stepmother or evil witch. That's it, that's all you got anymore. In porn, you hit 35, it's just another day at the office, right? I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. I'm probably crazy. That's what my therapist says, but I'm crazy. But uh, I, I'm killing it with this guy. This guy loves me. <laughs> well, I gotta say, do, I gotta say fuck my therapist because I'm sick of San Francisco holistic therapy bullshit. Right? Why prescribe me a pill that takes away all my problems when I can huff lavender till I get a headache, right? You know? The other day, my therapist goes, uh, you know what, I think I'm going to send you for acupuncture. I think it's going to help, you know, relieve your stress and anxiety and your depression. And I said, are you paying attention? Are you writing anything down in that book? I told you two weeks ago I have a phobia of needles. What are you thinking? Are you just sleeping the whole time? Anyway, that, that's my therapist. Uh, no, he's a, he, he, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. But uh, got a latecomer coming in? Howdy. Hi. How's it going? Good. All right. How's the weather out there? Nice. Nice. Making weather small talk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll leave you with this. I'll leave you with this. So um, I lost my virginity some time ago, but I still remember it like it was yesterday. And uh, the girl I was with, it was her first time too. So it was special for both of us. And this is why I remember it, you know. And uh, I remember we're there in her bedroom. And uh, we had just moved in together, too. And I was 24 years old. What was I thinking, moving in with someone 24, really? And uh, we're in her bedroom, and we're hot and sweaty. And she goes, uh, I don't think it's going to fit in there. And I go, baby, it's going to fit. It's designed to fit. And she goes, I don't know. I'm just kind of sore and kind of tired. And can, can we just stop? And, you know, being the sensitive, sincere guy I was, I was like, fine, okay. I'll return the bed frame to Ikea. But can we fuck on it first, please? You know, I shelled out some good money for this, you know. <laughs> anyway. That's been my time. Thank you very much for indulging me and listening. Have a good evening. Yeah.
yeah no this is great this is great you guys i think i think we are having fun i feel like we're having fun we have beautiful women here very beautiful women oh my god is that like rihanna red i i just heard about these new colors from mac apparently Whore red. Okay. Well, Rihanna has her brand of whore red, and apparently Miley Cyrus. There's a Sabrina one or a no, no Selena. They should be a Sabrina though. Shit, man. But uh, apparently all these girls. I just didn't know. Maybe that was Rihanna red. I was at the Apple Store today. It was amazing. I learned a lot of stuff about lipstick, and they gave me a new phone. Okay. So, what we're gonna do now on the if you read the little note, it says you will get bumped and it will be okay. I have to bump you because if I don't bump you, there won't be anyone left. I'm going to bring up a guy who is one of my fucking favorites. And if you don't laugh, you're stupid. And uh, anyway, I love this man. Please make it loud for Zach Wiseman. Hello, San Francisco. I live here. I'm not I'm just stupid. Uh, I find clothes on the ground outside all the time. It's actually how I'm wearing the, the clothes I'm wearing. That's how I dress myself today is I found clothes. Uh, sometimes I find really nice clothes. I mean, these are not bad clothes, right? I look like I don't have no money. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll find suit jackets on the ground. Sometimes I'll find a suit jacket, uh, a nice shirt, and glasses on the ground. And I think Superman is going to try to stop me from buying drugs. But that never happens. He never stops me. He's doing something, but he doesn't give a fuck about the Superman not fighting the fucking war on drugs. That's what I'm saying, guys. More respect for Superman. I like that guy. I've only uh, not been able to buy drugs one time in this city, and that was when the uh, Giants won, and there was those riots. And I was like, oh, all the drug dealers are bur busy burning mattresses. That's fair. You know what I mean? That's totally fair. That's a holiday. You know, It's a drug dealer holiday. <laughs> It's called the mattress burnings. It's fucking fantastic. Um, so I'm from Alaska, right? Uh, I am, and that's uh, it's, uh, can you tell by looking at me that I'm from Alaska? I mean, fucking, do I look like I'm from Alaska? Oh fuck. No, they didn't like me in Alaska much either. Uh, like if you if you feel oppressed by white people, uh, it's very likely you're gonna take it out on me. You know what I mean? Let's let's go beat up some white people. Let's beat up uh, that one. Yeah, <laughs> fucking tiny little one. Hey, yeah. uh, it's fun. One of the first fights I one of the first fights I ever got into. Uh, this kid, he was like, "Hey, white boy, you took our land," and I was like, "Dude, I'm fucking seven. <laughs> I don't think I took anything from anybody." And we'll entertain that idea for a second. We'll say, I took your land. Your parents are pussies, because I'm seven. <laughs> Silly shit. Um, my dad, uh, he still lives in Alaska. He's an insane person. Um, he's going on vacation. He's going to go to uh, to Asia. And he, uh, he was just doing some last-minute Alaska stuff, like uh, sawing, pa sawing pallets in half. You know what I mean? So he busts out the saw, and he's sawing pallets in half. And then he uh, he uh, cuts off part of his finger, and so he just didn't go to the hospital, and then he wrapped it up and went on vacation. <laughs> and so he's like hanging out at the beach, uh, and his finger gets infected. So he goes to the doctor, and the doctor's like, uh, you have gangrene. And so he cuts off more of his finger. 
said, sir, do not go back to the beach. He went back to the beach and got gangrene again. <laughs> That's the dumbest shit I ever heard in my fucking life. I have a cousin in Alaska. Uh, when we were kids, when we were kids, he decided he's going to be vegan, right? And then he indulged in his vegan diet, and then he got scurvy. How the fuck do you do that? How do you cut out meat and get scurvy from that? That's the most... Oh. Alaska, guys, it's a great place. It's the most beautiful place to give up on life, I think. It's fantastic. Uh, you know, you have, like, uh, really strong seasons, you know, like uh, winters are really, really nighttimey. And summer is real, real daytimey, and both of those things are just conducive to staying fucked up forever. Like, what time is it? Oh, it's fucking 4 p.m. All right, let's do it. This looks the same as 10 p.m. Looks the same as midnight. Like, fucking, let's what the fuck, man? Sun don't go down, we don't go down, baby. And then in the winter, you're like, well, it's dark, right? We can start drinking. I'm like, well, well, it's noon. But it's dark, right? Because uh, uh, well, my dad sells weed in Alaska. That's what he does in Alaska, right? Uh, and one time, this dude robbed him, so he took uh, all my dad's money and all his weed. My dad knew who it was, so he got in his truck and he drove to the dude's house with two shotguns—one for him and one for the other guy. And then he kicked down this dude's door, and the dude wisely hid under a bed because if anybody ever shows up to your house. <laughs> and offers you a gun, you don't fucking take it. You don't do that. And so he get on the bed, so my dad just uh, shot his house for a while. <laughs> no charges filed. That's fucking Alaska, baby. I know a guy who has a weird part in his hair uh, because he hit himself in the head with a chainsaw. <laughs> uh, I didn't know him before he hit himself in the head with a chainsaw, but I imagine he was pretty dumb before. You know what I mean? Uh, you hit yourself in the head with a chainsaw. You probably should have been paying attention to the chainsaw. <clears throat> I get depressed a lot. I guess it's, uh, I don't know. People tell me, uh, they'll be like, you know, Zach, if you're depressed, you know, you can come talk to us. If you ever feel sad, you can go talk to us. <laughs> and I'm like, why? So you can feel sad too? <laughs> what do you want? These are just depressing good points. You know, like, check this out. <laughs> If everybody that ever felt like killing themselves did it, people would grieve, a lot of people would grieve for an appropriate amount of time, and they'd go adjust to their lives in the world, and everybody would be outside having picnics, and nobody would be fucking playing video games for 72 hours until they die. You know what I mean? That's sad, right? <laughs> I think people say dumb shit about suicide all the time. Like, people will be like, uh, you know what you should do? You should fake it until you make it. That's how you'll get out of the thing. And they say that with the assumption that at some point you make it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like nobody tells you that if you attempt to fake it till you make it, you could just live your whole life a fucking liar. Just, <laughs> well, now I'm sad and a fraud. Great. It's fucking fantastic. Another dumb thing people say about suicide is they'll be like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. Right, and if you remove suicide from that, you remove all that fucking shit you have built up in your head, that sounds like the fucking way to solve problems, guys. You know what I mean? Like, if you had a leak in your roof, and somebody's like, oh, your roof's leaking. What if I told you I could make that never happen again, ever? I'd be like, fucking yeah, dude. That's a great warranty. 
Infinity? Yeah, do that to my roof. <laughs> and that's also sad, right? That's <laughs> uh, so how are you guys going to kill yourselves? What, do we... You guys gonna live your whole lives like fucking cowards, huh? <laughs> I personally think it'd be great to jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. I think that's a vastly overlooked option. You know what I mean? Everybody jumps off. They don't realize from peak to roadway is ample distance to kill yourself, you know? <laughs> like, if you jump off, you can live through that shit. You know that? People live through that. And nobody wants to hear that fucking story about the time you did kill yourself, but it didn't work. You know what I mean? <laughs> It's the most depressing shit in the world. Just, just jump onto the bridge. I went down there and checked it out. There's a, there's a five-foot length of barbed wire fence, and then you can just walk up the cables all the way to the top. I looked at it. All you need is a rug, and you can go jump onto the Golden Gate Bridge. What, is that too researched for you? Fuck. <laughs> jump onto the fucking bridge. Kill yourself for sure. You know what I mean? Make the Japanese proud of you. Very noble. I think another great way to kill yourself would be to uh, hang yourself underwater. Because <laughs> you know I mean? one of those things is unnecessary. You know? <laughs> like if you're tying rocks to your ankles, throw a noose on the pier as well. Just confuse the fuck out of everybody. Saw that one, monk. <laughs> I think another great way to kill yourself uh, would be to cut your wrists real deep, you know, down the street, not across the road, real deep, uh, on a roller coaster. <laughs> just for that fucking picture at the end you know what I mean that'd be fantastic those poor blood soaked people <laughs> hey you'd be making memories that day nobody's forgetting Splash Mountain then you know what I mean ah <laughs> oh, fuck I would never kill myself guys alright I probably will, but for this next joke, I would never kill myself. But what I will do is I'll keep writing the suicide note and just carry it around with me, you know? That way, if I, like, die in some fantastical manner, like if I got hit by a meteorite and then they find a suicide note, that would be god... <laughs> How the fuck did he do that? That is goddamn amazing. <laughs> Obviously, this isn't a cry for help gone awry. He was in control of the cosmos. Knew exactly what he was doing. Is too many suicide jokes in a row? All right, well, okay. Change of pace, sorry, I apologize. So I figured out how to get a free coffin, guys. Huh? Did I pique your interest at all? All right, here's what you do, all right? Uh, <laughs> you go into a mortuary or anywhere they sell coffins, really, right? Here, Costco sells coffins. So you go into a Costco, right, uh, and shop around for whatever you value in a coffin. You're about to steal this thing. Fucking get what you like. It was like nice padded linens and shit or like the airtight ones that turn into a bomb. That's pretty fucking cool, you know what I mean? And then uh, find the one you want and then get inside of it and shoot yourself. That is your coffin. I guarantee you. They, they might remove the body, but that's still yours, you know? It's still your fucking coffin. Mm, man. 
So I find most of my clothes across the street at Salvation Army because uh, people donate things in the middle of the night, which means they just leave that shit outside. That's my shit now. That's all my shit. One night I found uh, it was like six pairs of Tom shoes. Uh, I found a Garmin GPS, and I found a sack of dildos. It was all one person's things. And I was like, they are purging their life of a lot of stuff, you know? So... <laughs> And what's the thing with uh, Toms? Like, uh, if you buy a pair of Toms, I'll find them later? Is that the... No, it's like if you buy a pair of Toms, they give a kid a pair of Toms, right? But I think it's more like if you buy a pair of Toms, they go up to a kid and they're like, hey, kid, keep a pair for yourself. You do great work here at Toms. <laughs> is, that some, is that some child slavery jokes? Oh, fuck. Oh, man. I hate when I think of shit like that because I'm like, well, I'm going to say it. <laughs> this is not going to be fun. I think uh, a bunch of terrible things that people just don't want to hear. And then I just have to bounce them around in my head. You know what I mean? That's why it's, uh, I think it's a good idea if you're an insane person like myself uh, to never let anybody get close to you. Because uh, then at some point, my thoughts will spill out the, all the shit that I think is not good. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not sitting down and writing those suicide jokes. These are just passing thoughts when I'm getting off the bus. You know what I mean? And I don't want to do that to other people. It's very rude. It's very rude. <sighs> Fuck. So people think the, uh, the pyramids are like a wonder of the world or some shit, right? And I think those people are fucking stupid. Because a pyramid is just a pile of rocks. It's the simplest way to pile rocks is in a pyramid. Like, if you give kids rocks, they can make you pyramids. <laughs> have you seen the fucking buildings we have now? They're fucking straight up in the air, perpendicular to the earth. You know what I mean? Walk to the bottom of a pyramid, like, the top's, like, over there somewhere. It's fucking silly. Like, did you know if you jump off a pyramid, you can't even kill yourself? <laughs> did you fucking know that? <laughs> That's bullshit, man. You just topple down the side like a meat slinky. You know what I mean? I am not impressed with non-lethal buildings. You know what I mean? I like a little edge to my building. You know, you fucking nice, uh, dangerous factory. Like it. Put nets around it. Not a fan anymore. You know what I mean? People would be like, hey, Zach, the pyramids, they're like 20,000 years old, man. And like, dude, okay, that's cool. You know why? It's because they're made out of rocks. That's like the only thing rocks do is be there forever. You know what I mean? Like, okay, has anybody in here ever seen a new rock? <laughs> ever. In your life. I don't even think they make them anymore. You know what I mean? And I'm like, fuck, man. We went way overboard with these rocks. Let's shut down the factory. We'll let them use them up for a while. It's just, uh, it's just called vacation, you know? <laughs> Another thing about pyramids is they were built with Jewish slave labor. And anything you do with slave labor immediately invalidates the accomplishment, no matter the magnitude. Like, I don't care how fucking clean your room is, you made your brother do it. Good for him, you know what I mean? <laughs> and some people will be like, uh, Zach, uh, there's some evidence that there's a strong Egyptian working class that built the pyramids, and I'm like, bullshit, I know that you built the pyramids. You know how I know that? Uh, if you look at the structure of a pyramid, like the physical structure of a pyramid, it's the same structure employed in a Ponzi scheme. And that is the most Jewish thing you can do, is design a building based after a scam. All right, guys, I'm out of here. You have a good night.
I want a suicide pact with that guy, right? Like, let's do it, you guys. Let's just all do it right now. Okay, sorry, that's too dark. I don't know what happened there. Uh, I actually, I was thinking about the pyramids, too, because I was thinking, you know, like, I don't care if aliens built them. Like, I know slaves built Dubai. Um, anyway, we're going to keep this going. I'm very excited. Uh, this next gentleman runs shows, does whatever, blah, 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 blah. What are we going to do for him? He's got two names. He's got two whole names, you guys. This is amazing. We got a two-name man. The rest of the people have two names. It was just the one guy with the one name. I don't know why that bothered me so much, but it did. Anyway, make it loud for Art Ragoza. Woo! Hey, everybody. How's everybody doing? Classic question that I ask on stage. Yeah, right? Who's feeling sad? Ah, as he leaves. Don't do anything, man. You know what? I've never been sold suicide so well than as that last man did. He made it seem like it was a pretty decent option. Uh, he made it seem like it was something that uh, you can believe in. But he gave me an idea. Uh, this may be a little ph philosophical, but I feel like suicide was invented by us solving all of our problems. Like, when people are hungry and they're trying to fight off tigers and shit, you don't really have time to, like, be sad about who you're not with. You're kind of just worried about living. Um, yeah, that was philosophical for sure. Wrong business. <laughs> but fuck it. Let's go with another philosophical joke. Actually, let's go with dreams. Anybody have dreams in here? That's a generic-ass question. I'm killing it with the questions. Um, yeah, so... Have you ever had that dream that your teeth are falling out of your mouth? That's a common one, right? Like you're just like, oh shit, they're not in my mouth anymore. Uh, do you think crackheads have dreams where their teeth come back? They just come on back. That's a one-liner. I don't do those. Appreciate it. Uh, can't find the mic stand. Oh well. Um, <laughs> uh, there's something interesting about when black people get killed by the police, good topic starter, right? They blame it on their clothing sometimes. Like they say they shouldn't have been wearing a hoodie. Like when the fuck does fabric solicit you should get fucked up? And the reason I'm asking that question is, I was like, well, okay, are you saying someone who's well-dressed automatically is a better person? Because I'm pretty sure Nazis were pretty damn prim and proper. Like if you didn't know what Nazis were, if you had no idea what they were at all and you've seen a Nazi in full uniform, you'd be like, oh shit, it's a pretty awesome looking dude. It's a fucking nice outfit. Then you go, but the thing is, you go in and ask him a question. You're like, hey, uh, dude, um, what don't you like? He's like, Jews. You're like, oh, it's a little aggressive. But let's not think too fast. Let's ask him another question. What, what do you like? And he's like, killing all Jews. Then you're like, oh, this is a bad fucking person right here. Like, for sure, this one's bad. Because I asked him questions and found out who he really was on the inside. Not followed him home when he had candy. And he was a kid. A fucking kid. Anyway, uh, I'm going to start to go positive now. So you guys ready for me to go positive? Because I'm so used to, I hate starting like positive all the time. I wanted to see if I can start low. So let's get positive. There's a fire in Oakland. 
This is in Oakland, guys. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> no, there's a fire in Oakland. Obviously bad. I'm not going to talk about, you know, try to make light of it. Yes, I am. Um, there, There's something on Facebook. This is more of a Facebook joke, so everybody just relax. You can laugh. Uh, there's a thing on Facebook where you can mark if people are safe or not. Like, you can mark yourself safe. Have you guys seen that? Where they're like, uh, so-and-so said that they're safe after this tragic event, right? But there's two lists. There's a list that says uh, mark safe, and then there's another list that says uh, not sure yet, right? And see, my thing is I seen a few people on the safe list, and I was like, awesome, great, fucking great. Like, I was like, awesome, they're safe. I felt good. But then I seen one person I didn't like on the list that was unconfirmed. And I was a little optimistic that maybe a problem got solved for me. Maybe they were one of the 40. Shouldn't have said that. It's okay. It's okay. Sadness. Okay, I'll take a moment of silence so it, it makes it better. Nope. Okay, uh, you guys ready for some real positivity? You guys ready for that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's something, there's something interesting about, about uh, my day yesterday. I was walking and I seen a couple that was kissing. I seen two people kissing um, and I was like, damn, that's beautiful. I just had that moment where you're looking at these two people kissing, let's just uh, pretend you two are kissing. I was like, damn, beautiful, right? Awesome. Um, you guys aren't brothers and sisters or nothing, right? Uh, I'm only asking because it would have made it funnier. Thanks for not making it funnier. Um, the <laughs> two, cup, two people kissing and I'm looking at them I'm like, awesome, they look, they look amazing. But then I was like, that's beautiful. But then I had a moment, I was like, no, that's prejudice. I'm being prejudiced right now because I'm prejudging how this event is going for them. But what I understand about life is that internal dialogue is fucked. So what if they're kissing but she's thinking, this is probably not a good time to tell him that I was uh, having sex with his friend Pete. Not beautiful anymore, right? Didn't that put a stain on that moment? Is that a light? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Um, there's a, and then, uh, sorry, in the middle. Um, so, sorry, it was just a, I got to pause for a second. She gave me the light, but it was a completely black phone, so it was fucking confusing. <laughs> like, it was just no light, so I got to wait. Uh, but yeah, let's go back to it. What was I talking about? Girl, she slept with Pete. Awesome, cool. But like, he also has a mind, right? So I'm thinking like, okay, what is this, what is this dude thinking? What if he's thinking? This isn't a good time to let her know that I slept with my friend Pete. Yeah, it's a little interesting, right? And I wanted you guys to learn two things before I leave this stage. When you see something beautiful, question that shit. Probably isn't good. But number two, Pete is a monstrous bisexual. Monstrous. And I just want to point out, you've never heard monstrous bisexual put together before. Take that with you. Use it. It's nice. Uh, that's going to be my time. My name was Art. Uh, Regoza, and I'm going to hand the mic to the beautiful host as she gets back up here. All right, everybody, have a good one. So, sorry, Art, I had to start giving people lights, and, and without light, the light without the light, I am the light in the darkness. I am the. Anyway, um, I just wanted to tell you guys about a date I, uh, I almost went on. Uh, you get these texts at 7 p.m. You guys ever get these texts at 7 p.m. on a Friday night asking you what you're doing? It's 7 p.m. on a Friday night. Hey, 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 uh, what, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's uh, funny you should ask. I'm actually at dinner with a man I am about to fuck. <laughs> what are you doing? Texting me? Thinking that I'm not busy? Who the fuck do you not know about my glorious hair? Who the fuck do you think you are? Right? Like, what do you got, man? What do you got? What are you going to do for me? You going to make me famous? No. You going to make me breakfast? No. Are you going to rub my feet? No. You're not going to do shit for me because you don't got shit. 
you might have $300, and that's what I need. <laughs> that's what I need. That's what I need. Okay, uh, I need to know who Jason Cole is. You're not next, but you will be uh, up soon. Jason Cole, are you in here? Who is Jason Cole? There's somebody named Jason Cole somewhere. Okay, never mind. Uh, he's a ghost, ghost ship person. Anyway, uh, we're going to make it loud for this next guy. Everybody fucks with his name. We call him all kinds of things, but he has a real name. I'm going to try to do it right. Uh, please make it loud for Arjun Banerjee. Good, good. I've I've been reading the Bible recently, because uh, I fear for my heavenly soul, as you, as you all should. Um, you know, I've been reading the first parts of the Bible because I get bored pretty easily, and so you know, you know, for an omniscient being, God spends a lot of the beginning of the Bible asking, "What happened here?" Because like when Cain kills Abel, God asks Cain, "Hey, hey, what happened to Abel? He's dead now." And there are only three people on earth, and two of them are Abel's parents, God. Come on. I figured it out. Yeah. I'm just going to put this out there, guys. Sometimes I think all of the stuff in the Bible, not 100% true. I know, I know. I know in San Francisco, it's a very Bible fundamentalist town, and I'm really putting myself out there by saying that. Do you guys believe in marriage? <laughs> <laughs> I really I I really I really do believe in marriage. I am such a marriage supporter. For a while I didn't believe in marriage and then someone broke up with me and I was like, "You I deserve half your stuff. I never want this to happen again. This is terrible. My dad, my dad, I'm actually I'm really excited to get married. You know, I can't wait for it to happen. And the great thing about people who like really, really want to get married is that they tend to get married like a bunch of times. So I am in for a series of treats. Um, my dad believes in marriage. My dad remarried after my mom died. He remarried to this, uh, he married this uh, San Francisco native, you know, American born and raised. And she instilled in me like these very American values like that if you work hard enough, your dad will give you everything. That's really funny to me. Um, what else did I write down here? Do you know, guys, personally, personally, outside of the Bible and marriage, I, I have other opinions. I don't, I, I don't mind. I personally do not mind some culturally appropriative costumes. Like, if you're a white girl and you want to wear a sari for Halloween, like, that doesn't bother me that much. Because a white girl dressed up like an Indian is what I dress as every single day. Um, yeah, I've been exploring my sexuality despite what the Bible tells me to do. And um, I've been using Grindr recently. And uh, I found some pretty, some pretty shocking stuff on there. Like one time I saw a thing that said, no curry, no rice, to mean I don't date Asian men and I don't date Indian men. And I was pretty sure, I was like, oh my God, I figured Grindr would be an accepting place. But I should have realized that Grindr was racist because Grindr is just a collection of men on the internet. <laughs> so of course they're going to be racist. I once got an argument on the internet that Indian people don't shit in their house like on the floor, and then I lost. It was nuts. 
It was banana bread. Um, so I believe in marriage. That's good. Uh, you know, people are upset about it, Black Santa. But nobody was upset when Tim Allen killed Santa and absorbed his powers in the Santa Claus. Um, thanks, yeah, no, that was really, yeah, good. Because if that opinion was out of nowhere, I'd been like, oh, boy, look at me, a bigot, an anti-Tim Allen bigot. But luckily, everyone's on my side on that. We all equally think Tim Allen should not have killed Santa and absorbed his powers, thus becoming Santa. Honestly, those people protesting the black Santa, maybe that guy killed Santa and took his power just like Tim Allen. See, right there, you should have been like, preach. <laughs> but instead of just letting the silence go. So you guys didn't like she instilled in me the classic American values that if you work hard enough, your dad will give you everything. You guys didn't like that. Now, here's why I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that. That's funny. You guys don't believe in nepotism. You believe in the, that hard work gets you where you want to go. You guys, you guys believe that. You guys are fucking sheep. <laughs> you guys think that? Because you don't lag at that joke, there's only one conclusion. Not that it's not funny or well-written, but that you guys are wrong. Because I am a genius, guys. Okay? When my, when my, did I get the light? Okay, I am a genius, guys. I am a genius. When my stepmother, this is a completely different, when I was 14, my stepmother left my father. So, yeah. What did my dad do? My dad started going on like date after date after date. Oh my God. My dad went on a date like once every, like twice a fucking week, okay? And here's the thing. I do not go on dates that often, but I am way hotter than my dad, okay? My dad at best is like a four out of 10, and me, and me at my worst, I'm like a nine and a half out of 10, okay? So I, so I have come to one conclusion. My dad slings mad dick. <laughs> oh, he's got to be talking. Oh, my God. The fucking charm on that guy. To be bagging the puss my dad bags at the rate he bags it, you got to be fucking silver-tongued and fleet-footed. Nah, something, I don't know, something there, I don't know. But that was good, good job. Okay, so you guys don't like dad will give you everything, but you do like my dad having sex. Interesting. You know what, guys? Mic drop. like I lit him because I got stressed out because there are all these people here now but then I was like don't stop but then he stopped and it was so fucking perfect the way he just stopped like I don't feel bad anymore I felt bad I should have let you keep going because these fucking assholes are outside hey bitches will somebody open that door so I can yell at these motherfuckers okay thank you thank you hey hey Elio what the fuck Elio why are you I, I, I always say is he went, he's getting bumped. We got the woman right here. See, a woman always steps in and fucking picks up that slack. That's what happens here at fucking Mutiny Radio. Bam! 
Oh my god, and yeah, just keep that noise going because this bitch is awesome. Okay, make a laugh for Valerie Vernelli! Keep it going for white power, people. Keep it going for white power. Keep it going for white power. It's Trump's America, bitch. I don't know if I turned this off or not. Um, you guys, some people are upset about the Trump shit. I'm not. I'm emboldened by it. I'm excited by it. I have a new life slogan. If Trump can do it, so can I. Hey, I want you all to say it with me. I'll say if Trump can do it. You guys say, so can I. If Trump can do it. If Trump can do it. If Trump can motherfucking do it. Don't you feel better at all? Shit, I'm Valerie Unchained because of this shit. By the way, get up for Elio for finally showing up. This is how the crowd's gonna be. All right, fuck it. Fuck it. Ladies, uh, I don't know if you're like me, but uh, I've never quit a day job in my life. Never quit a day job, but I have quit a blow job or two. <laughs> I have quit a blow job or two, yeah. It always sounds like a great idea, like you're drunk, I'm drunk, your dick, my mouth, let's get it on, woo! And then I get down there and it's like, we gotta have a chit chat. We have to talk. Uh, I have a bum knee, bro. I have a bum knee and a bachelor's in history and abnormally large molars. Uh, I don't qualify for that job, dude. I don't think I qualify. I'm gonna drink because you're not laughing. Drink again. No, really, I can't tell if you're not laughing because I'm not being funny or because you were all molested as children. I can't. I can't figure it the fuck, but who wasn't, right? Like everybody had that one friend that wanted to be a gynecologist, right? Like that's how it works. No, ladies, I don't know if you uh, are worried about feminism in this new Trump America, but I say fuck it, okay? You need to know your worth. Like can I ask you a question, what's your name? Cielo. Cielo, give it up for Cielo, please. <laughs> Cielo, I wanna ask you a question. Uh, if I said to you, hey, you can get paid less for the same job, you can get paid the same for the same job, or you can get paid more for the same job, what are you choosing? More for the same job, get up for her. See, the thing is, right, and all the guys are smiling because they know it's like, yeah, it's kind of nice to have a little extra pocket change, you know, do some things. I'm just saying, like, they always tell women, like, why settle for less than you deserve? Fuck minimum wage, man. This is my set. Anyways, like, they say, why uh, settle for less than you deserve? And I ask women this question, uh, why settle for equality? You know what I mean? Think about it, ladies. There's a lot of dudes here. This is rough. I'll do some Lorena Bobbitt material in a minute. It's okay. It's okay. But I'm just saying, like, in my lifetime, I would love to see male-female roles change. You know what I mean? Like, one day I'd like to be able to ask you out on a date, sir, but you got to bring him along because you're not sure what I'm capable of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you and all these dudes go out to the club, like, we just want to dance, bro. Like, we just want to, like, have a good time and shit. I mean, see how we're buying you drinks, but before you go to the bathroom, you're like, hold up, bro. Like, let's put napkins over our beers so we don't get roofied, you know, because nobody wants to get roofied. You're just having a good time, that's all. That's all. Hey, Mutiny, you want to know what my ultimate dream is? I can't hear you. Do you want to know what my ultimate dream is? To be on trial for rape. And I want this to happen. I want this to happen. I want the judge to say to me, Valerie, why did you rape this man? I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm going to say, Your Honor, it's because he was asking for it. 
and be like, because you know you can't be wearing cargo shorts around me in mid-November. You know what I mean? <laughs> and expect my ass not to pounce like moose knuckle and kneecaps, bitch. Like, that's my shit, okay? Like, Birkenstocks with the bunions hanging out. Like, I'm going to fucking pounce. I can't control my libido or my mind anymore. <laughs> Hashtag Brock Turner, hey. No such thing as too soon, people, just too late. <laughs> Which is how my mother told me I was conceived. That was, that's how it happened. Oh, man. I don't know if you guys think about cheating at all, relationships and shit. And I feel like a lot of people overreact over cheating. You know, like, do you guys know who Big Lurch is? Okay, okay, just stop talking to my shit, but you know, you're, you're peeped to game. All right, Big Lurch was a rapper, all right? And one night he decided to smoke some Sherm. Now, if I remember correctly, Sherm is when you take a joint, a good idea, and then you dip it in formaldehyde. Better idea, genius fucking level thinking on Big Lurch's part. So Big Lurch, he goes up to his fucking apartment, and then he cracked open his girlfriend's chest, and he ate her lungs. I don't know if you caught that, sir, in the front. Uh, he cracked open his girlfriend's chest and he ate her lungs. So it's like when you think about cheating, so much worse shit could happen to you. You know what I mean? So much worse shit, you know? Like on the scale from like Ray Rice to Big Lurch, like cheating nowhere to be found, you know? Because life is all about perspective. I'm going to keep drinking. Give yourselves a round of applause. We're going with the dark shit. By the way, I don't know if you guys read on Facebook, uh, my number one news resource, um, that Trump may make some changes to Obamacare. Don't know if you heard about it, just gonna add some things. Yeah, like if you twist your ankle, we're just gonna take you out back and shoot you in the skull like old Yeller. That's what we're gonna do. You wanted single pair, now you got double barrel. It's a great deal. It's a great deal. Uh, ladies, uh, Roe v. Wade may be overturned. That's a thing, but do not despair because Walmart's stepping up. Yeah, yeah, hangers on sale all through December, right through Christmas. Fellas, get your girl the thing she's always been waiting for her whole life, you know, blue for a boy, pink for a girl, it's, you know. I would love to be a manager at this time at Walmart and just be like, Jimmy, we gotta strategize real quick. A lot of cleanup on aisle seven, okay? This year, a lot of cleanup on aisle seven. I mean, if they're kicking Jimmy, you just gotta hit him with the mop head like three times. That's my fucking move. And Jimmy, don't forget, hefty bags, because they stretch. They stretch. You came just in time. You came just in time. Hey, that's what she said. That's what she said. Hey. Hey. Hey, mutiny, uh, knock, knock. Not Black Lives Matter. This is why I don't talk to white people about race. Y'all play too fucking much. See, I have jokes. This bitch is loving the whole set. I love it. I love it. Do you guys want to know how to solve racism? Drugs. Drugs, because, you know, I used to live in Portland, and when you live in Portland, you got to do as the locals do. So I've tried meth before. I know my skin looks amazing, Arjun. Don't worry, you can try it too. Um, the thing is, when you do meth as a minority, it's like I fucking get real white people now. You know what I mean? Because you get that energy of like, yes, let's go conquer a couple countries. Yes, let's go beat up a minority with impunity. And yes, let's go in the forest and look for teakwood because teakwood tables are beautiful and teakwood prices are gonna be on the up and up for 2017. And we should definitely go in the forest and look for some fucking teakwood. 
So all minorities, try meth one time. So you know what it feels like to be white. Get some empathy, okay, people? And all white people, try crack, okay? Try crack. Now, I didn't test this part of the theory because I didn't think I had to, uh, but I imagined you'd experience that crushing paranoid feeling of like, I think somebody's trying to kill me. And you'll understand our affinity for like car radios being turned all the fucking way up. You know what I mean? Just drown out all those paranoid voices that tell you all lives matter. Just do that. Just do that. Now, you guys remember a show called Wife Swap. Call this show Drug Swap, baby. All right? Because I want to help people. I want to make some money, okay? And for my transphobic friends, there's some of you in the audience. Just got a show for you called Swap. You can fill in the blanks yourselves, okay? No, I think it's funny how like people will view celebrity deaths as tragedies. I don't see it that way. You know what I mean? Like 9-11 was a fucking tragedy. You guys remember 9-11, right? Please don't tell me I have to set this up. You remember 9-11? Okay. And rem- Thank you. And remember like two days later they had merch? It was like never forget t-shirts, never forget beer cozies, never forget socks. And then they had my favorite shit, the commemorative coin. <laughs> Because there's no better way to memorialize one of the worst tragedies on American soil since Pearl Harbor than a useless, valueless coin that doesn't even have an accurate picture of the events. Like for $29.99, I want fucking planes in the buildings, okay? If you feel uncomfortable at any point in this set, just tap your foot like a closeted Republican in a public bathroom, okay? Who's shopping for dick. Just tippity-tap-tap, and I'll change. Anyway, I just wonder what's next, like a commemorative Atlantic slave trade chess set, you know, where all the pawns are black, you know. So we never forget, just $39.90 fucking five, it's a steal, baby, and so were they, hey! But celebrity deaths are not tragedies to me. Like, aren't you guys shocked that Hidden Valley and like uh, Michael Jackson's estate have never come out with a Neverland Ranch dressing yet? (laughs) No, 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 hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Like, it doesn't have to taste like boy pussy, okay? With a hint of broken dreams, you know? Tastes like the regular fucking ranch, all right? I'm talking limited edition packaging, you know? Like, remember the glove, but dazzle the bottle, all right? Imagine you strolling up to a Christmas party where that one bitch always brings lettuce, not salad, just lettuce. You stroll up with a bedazzled bottle of Neverland Ranch, you pop that top, you drizzle it on. It's a fucking meal now, okay? What do you guys think about Purple Rain Pringles? What do you think about Lindsay Lohan Lunchables? Okay, now she's not dead yet. But you gotta stay ready soon enough to get ready, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying like a little mini bar bottle of vodka, a little baggie of cocaine, and a cheese stick for protein. You know, some people try to give you material when you take like lift pools and shit and they find out you're a comic. And this one guy told me, he was like, I don't know if you could use this, but Drake likes to get his booty eaten out. And I was like, what? (laughs) Uh, He's like, I don't know if you can use this, but Drake likes to get his asshole eaten out. And I was like, well, how much would you do it for? You know, because everybody's got a price. Everybody's got a price. I was like, $150,000, $250,000, like a down payment for a house. He was like, no. And then he got real quiet. And I was like, look, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I'd do that shit for free. I would do that shit for free. If I could drizzle some Neverland Ranch, okay, down Drizzy Drake's crack, like I would do that shit just for the experience, all right? Like that's what I would do. Oh, that was going to be the closer, but I'm going to end on Lorena Bobbitt. Here's the thing. I don't think women have enough heroes. Um, but ladies, if you need one, Lorena Bobbitt's great. She's great for me. 
Um, she's an original. She's a social justice warrior. And one night, she was being abused by her husband, so she cut his dick off. Did you get that? She cut his dick off. Now, I don't know how she cut the dick off. I don't know if she dug around the meat, twisted it off like a turkey drumstick. Okay, I don't know if it was like those Gillette commercials where like, triple blade, smooth fucking cut, man. I don't know. Just saying she's a hero. And with all due respect to Harriet Tubman, I think Lorena Bobbitt was robbed for the $20 bill. I actually want Lorena Bobbitt on the 1, the 5, the 10, the 20, so every strip club I go to, it's going to rain motherfucking Bobbitt dollars. All right, ladies. All right, you guys, that's my time. Get up for Alyssa. She's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But we've been cutting dicks off for way longer than that, okay? She was just the first one recorded in history. They couldn't write that shit down. They couldn't be like, bitches be cutting our dicks off out here. That's not, the, history is written by the winners, you guys, okay? We didn't win. We just ate a lot of dicks. Anyway, um, okay, that was fucking amazing. And men who think women aren't funny are the same men who think women don't come. <laughs> that's a sad life anyway this next guy he's beautiful he just checked his car his car is safe that's positive that's positive okay give it up for Elio Aponte you wanna pull your host Alisa come on come on get up guys give up good you guys give up no no give up just just give up Stop, stop. Give up, yeah. Uh, just check the car because he's parking the sidewalk like a Latino, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I know I'm not going to fuck with it. This is the mission. Like, you know? I don't know. This is uh, for, uh, like, uh, I have to record it. It's not like, oh, I record it. No, I have to. Because I have political asylum, so the judge gets to hear everything I say. Haha, for me. Hello, Josh. Oh, man. Mutiny, huh? When we come to see, like, when you come to the basement, you know, like, it's not always nice in the basement. But you have to come down here sometimes. It's like a heckler right here, this lamp. I'm so high. <laughs> Better. Oh. I don't think so. Like I got sued for, uh, you know, by a company in the NYC, whatever that means, you know? Like they were a conglomerate. Like I got 40 bucks. Like you know, I got the paper, like somebody's gonna about to waste a lot of money. <laughs> like they wanted 777, no, $770,000 from me. Because I, I got a lease agreement for a restaurant. And then the whole thing went to shit and they wanted me to pay for everything. And I'm like, I flew a, a well, he drove from Miami for $5,000 for this meeting, one time for 10 minutes. And all he did was like, I don't like this line, change this line. And the girl's like, what? And like, yeah, this line, I don't like it. That one was the one that said that I was liable for seven years. He's like, change it to one year. And so I was there for nine months, so $30,000. That's better than 700. Like, I only know how to count until 500,000. After that, it's like, it's more than 500,000. <laughs> like, I don't know, like, you know, like, that's where I'm at. Like, I got 40 bucks cash right now, like $50 in Venmo, 
and like a hundred dollars in my bank account. I got all kinds of money right now. <laughs> like I'm like, oh shit, I can walk into a store and like go wild. <laughs> like that's where I'm at. <laughs> you know, that's my level. I got 37 tickets. <sighs> yeah, I know. It's, it's like I gotta send a letter tomorrow, more negotiation, you know, like let's negotiate this. Like, like, I'm like, give me one, uh, 1-800 number. You know, like give me something that I can work with, you know? Like 3,400, like I never seen 3,400. You know what I mean? And they want me to pay 3,400, like that's not gonna happen. Like, I'm getting deported, guys, I think. That's a, I think that's a deportable offense, guys. And I'm like, I think I have to stab a motherfucker just to stay in the country. You know, that's where I'm at right now. Like, like if I get deported, like, there's no toilet paper in Venezuela. There's toilet paper in jail. Like, if I go to your house, I'll take all the toilet paper. I'm so sorry. And my mom, she does all the praying for the family. I smoke all the weed for the family. And I use all the toilet paper for the family. Like that's everybody got his my brother studies for the family, you know? Everybody's got a place, you know. I drive with weed in the car, you know, one one pound. It's not for sale. It's just for the fucking thrill. You know, every time I see a cop dude, I shit my pants for real. I'm like, dude, I'm a gambler. So I'm like, how can you gamble? How can you raise the stakes, you know? Because you have to more, more, you know? You play for a million dollars, it's the same as playing for like two dollars, you know? Like that's when you start gambling with people. Like that's some next level shit. Like how do you gamble on somebody? I don't know. In San Francisco, man, people gambling on people. That's what's going on right now. That's the next level of gambling. I don't have a joke about it. I'm just, I just thought of it, you know. That's all, my, all I got. Give it up for your host, Alisa Binelio. Thank you so much. I drive weed. I drive weed in the car, too. I drive with weed in the car, too. I feel like the weed's more important than me. Most of the time, I couldn't get $3,000 right now alive, or even $1,500. What's the going price for a pound? 12 I don't think I could get that. I got pulled over for speeding with a bowl out, and the cop didn't even say anything. He was like, nice dog in the back seat. <laughs> nice dog in the back seat. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. That's weed is legal. Yeah. Oh yeah. We got this. We got this. Now just let all those fucking people go. Okay? <laughs> let all your weed prisoners go and expunge all of them. everybody. Duh. My 17-year-old neighbor who got busted smoking a joint. Expunge that man's record. <laughs> fucking A. Anyway, this next man, one of my favorites, uh, he, he's bald, that's positive. Okay, uh, uh, we're gonna make it really, uh, he runs shows. No, he's funny as fuck, you guys are gonna love him. Give it up for Greg Gettle! All right, uh, one more time for a list that everyone else you saw, guys. Clap for them. All right, uh, Indian, or, uh, Arjun was on, on stage, you remember the Indian comic that was talking about dating and stuff like that? Um, I thought like the best new dating game, it's called the Indian Dating Game. So it's like three guys trying to win the heart of a lady. And we announced the guys, right? Like the first game's like Sahid, and he's like a, a he's like a, a waiter. And the second guy's name's like Neil, and he's like a, a teacher. And the next guy's name's Muhammad, and he's like a doctor. And I go, okay, now we know, now we have the guys, let's meet the girl. And instead of the girl running out, her dad comes out and says, you're marrying the doctor, and that's the end of the game. 
It's an arranged marriage joke. Uh, <laughs> you guys know? You guys are talking, so you missed it. I get it. Uh, <laughs> that's fine. Um, so <laughs> so uh, Christmas is right around the corner, and I'm going back home for the holidays, and I really don't like that because my parents want me to have – they want me to have a relationship. They want grandkids. And and every time I go home, they're always like, what, Greg, like, when are you going to find a good girl like your friend? And, and, you know, like a keeper. And, guys, we've all heard of these keeper girls before, right? Right? Like, you know the type that if they get pregnant, they'll keep it <laughs> and just ruin your hopes and dreams? Uh, <laughs> guys, look down. Girls are mad. <laughs> That's appropriate. <laughs> That's fun. Um, no, I was on a, I was on a, I was on a date recently, and uh, and the girl was like really upset because she's like, every guy I go out with, they're always just trying to have sex with me. Like nobody wants to get to know who I am as a person. And girls, we've all experienced this before, right? Like us women, right? Uh, <laughs> But like I, I hear that a lot. My friends are always like, I want some guy to get to know me and not just be about what's up in me or whatever. And I and I and I totally sympathize with that. I really do. But like girl, like women, like if you really if you really want guys to like fall in love with you, you should just get fat. <laughs> Think about it. Like if you really want people to get to know who you are as a person, you should just get fat. And th- and then like does you know what I mean? Like do you know how many fat friends I have that have great personalities? It's most of them. Most of them have really good personalities, you know? And also, you never have to worry about someone just trying to fuck you, even if you are fat, because no, like, you ever been in a, I'm, I'm kind of chubby. You ever been, like, two fat people under, like, cuddling? It's very, very warm. It's very, very sticky. It's like, get the hell away from me. I'm here to get to know who you are as a person. <laughs> no? All right. That's fine. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it a little, we'll bring it back. Uh, so Christmas time is right around the corner. I'm not going to buy my parents a gift for Christmas. And a lot of people think that's shitty. Like, why would you not buy your parents a gift? It's their birthday. Or it's, their, it's Christmas. And it's because I don't buy gifts for people that used to hit me. <laughs> it's not how I live my life. Uh, I mean, round of applause. Who was ever spanked as a kid growing up? Round of applause. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, like, I remember, I got spanked a lot, uh, and I remember one time specifically, I was, like, four years old, and my mom was spanking me, and I was laughing at her, uh, which was, like, the last thing you should do in that situation, and, and I, I right, and I had, like, I had this plastic bowling set growing up as a kid, like, plastic pins and a plastic ball, and I must have been playing with it, because while she was spanking me, she reached over, grabbed one of the pins, and started spanking me with the toy. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know this, um, but when you have the realization that your parents can use your own toys as weapons, um, your Christmas list is a little different next year. <laughs> I had so many sweaters by 15. Uh, that was insane. No, I, I, have, I have been dating, and it's weird, it's weird dating because I'm not from San Francisco. I'm from the Midwest. And like I've seen a lot of new things. Like For example... I was on a second day with somebody and she came home to my place and she pulled out anal beads out of her purse and she said, is this going into you or me? <laughs> on day two, anal beads. Like, I'm not, I'm not anti-anal beads. I'm just anti-anal beads on date two. Like, I don't even know your middle name. And we're going to anal beads? Like, it seems, like, like in the Midwest, that's what you do on your 30-year anniversaries. You celebrate with anal beads. 
We made it, Bert. Who's this going into, you know? We have beautiful white, we have beautiful kids, beautiful house, anal beads. But, but like, what do you do on, what do you do on your 30-year anniversary if you, on day two you did anal beads? Like, what do you do to spice things up at 30-year anniversary? Anything? That's right, because you don't, because it doesn't go 30 years, and you break up pretty soon. Uh, about two months, usually it's a, there's a knife involved. Um, it's not a healthy relationship. My name's Greg Gettle. You guys have been all right. Thank you. Forty-five seconds. You're a fucking professional. Oh my god! I was drinking my kava water. I got kava water here. It's very good. Uh, so I just needed to tell all of you one thing, one thing before we bring up your next gentleman, who's a uh, very funny. And I was actually helped at the Apple Store today by a, nam- a man named Curtis, who looked just like the man I'm about to bring up, just identical. And Curtis was amazing. I thought eventually DMV will look like the Apple Store, right? It'll just be this heavenly experience. Bring a book and a smile. You know, everything's going to be okay. We got you. But I need you all to know one thing. (sighs) I'm a boss bitch. I am a boss bitch. Uh, I'm a boss bitch. No, you need to clap it up. I'll do it right. I'll I'll say it right. I'm a boss bitch, you guys. I just need it. Thank you. I'm a boss ass bitch. I am a boss bitch. I just got paid to say that. Thank you very much. Okay, so this next guy is amazing. He looked like my my friend Curtis, and uh, his name is John Gallagher. So give it up for Mr. John Gallagher! Keep it going for Alyssa, that boss bitch, huh? Badass bitch. Cool. It's fun. I, uh, I like being uh, overshadowed by a man named Curtis. That's cool. He's more successful than me. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> fucking Curtis. Well, that's okay. Like at this point, after living for a while, like in the Bay Area, you kind of realize, like, you move here and you're like, oh, I'm just a white man template body. That's all this is. I got it. Like every white person in the world is like what you start out a video game with. You know, it's like this one, but a beard, bald head, boom, got it. Uh, <laughs> so. Guys, I live, uh, I live in the Mission currently. Uh, it's pretty cool. I pay $300 a month uh, to live in the Mission, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's not a lot of money uh, at all. That's okay, though, because what happens when you, if you live anywhere in San Francisco for 300 bucks a month, basically what I've done is I've just signed a contract that says that anything can happen to me at any time. That's all that means. Right? Like, I swear to God, like, if my landlord uh, just texted me earlier today, they said he's just going to be spending the night crashing on our couch. This is fucking crazy. He has a meth problem. He says a lot of crazy shit. Like, if I woke up tonight with just him, like, silently masturbating in the corner, like, I'd be like, ah, but I'd be like, yeah, $300 a month, you know, fucking whatever, right? It's like, yeah, of course, right? It's like, it's like, oh, God, he's talking about hitting his mom in the face. What the fuck? Okay. So I got to get up to that $500 a month one day to get the non-masturbating room. That's a one time. Uh, one other thing, though, is like it's a weird place. Uh, and at this point, kind of like with Halloween already in the past, like I realized like at 29, most like uh, uh, most fake haunted houses that I visited are nicer than real places. Like I've lived for years. <laughs> like it's, a, it's okay. But, like it's okay. This, it's because I live in like a probably the best haunted house I've ever been in. Anyway, like I found like a giant horrifying spider behind my bed. Like I said, I like, got my landlord with a meth problem. There's like a weird Polish man living in my garage. Like depending on how I like play things out, like any day in my life could just be the ending to a Scooby Doo episode, right? Like you know, it's like what's that spooky sound from the attic? It's just oh, it's a Polish janitor, and he would have. 
You would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for your kooky kids. Hey, Zoff. He's a nice man. I, uh, uh, I believe in aliens, I do. I, but I think, uh, you know, I don't think they're gonna come to Earth though. I think they'll, <laughs> I think they'll skip over it. And they're right. The reason I think this is because we're like a VR technology, like virtual virtual reality. Like virtual reality is fucking crazy. Like there was somebody somebody was talking to was like, you know, one day in the future, people are gonna be fucking robots. Like, and it's like, there's like this aliens are gonna come by. It's like, oh look, we got Earth. Like maybe there'll be cool things here, and they just see us like fucking just machines we made. It's like, ah, I'm like oh gross, fucking get out of here. It's like. We created sentience. Like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah, we create life so we could fuck it. Ah! Like, oh, man. You guys are fucking monsters. Let's skip Earth. <laughs> we got all these space-age technology for you guys. No fucking... Keep fucking toasters or whatever you're doing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I, read a, I read a book called Going Clear. It's, like, about the beginning of Scientology. I just talked... Like, so funny. You were sitting in, like, the exact same spot earlier, too. Fuck. <laughs> That's okay. It's just hilarious. Like, uh, <laughs> it just shows you what like Groundhog Day open mics are after a while, you know. Uh, but like the movie, the book Going Clear, it's all about L. Ron Hubbard and Scientology and shit. It's hilarious. Like one of the things L. Ron Hubbard is just like he was just a meth head that was confident. Like that's the thing. He's like he wasn't smart. He's just like a meth. He's like I can type real fast. I'm like oh my god, he wrote so many good words. <laughs> like he did it. And then he like was just so good at failing and he hung out with all these successful people. He's so confident in tricking them. He's an idiot, right? But like one of the people he hung out with was like the guy that invented jet propulsion for NASA. Like one of the smartest dudes in American history. And the reason they were hanging out was they were in Northern California in a commune uh, having these weird fuck orgies where they draw pentagrams on the ground and put virgins on the ground from and then jer circle jerk each other onto these virgins so they could summon the devil. Like, the smartest scientist in NASA history believes in the devil. <laughs> like, isn't that awesome? Like, he's just like, yeah, I invented a rocket, so we're going to go into space, advance humans. I was like, also, you don't want to piss off the little red guy in the ground. Ah, he's scary. Like, and the other thing, too, is like, jerk off on the ground to summon the devil. Like, like the devil's just like, yeah, they came in the pentagram. Like, I got to go there now. It's like, those are the rules. Say God works in mysterious. They say God works in mysterious ways. Well, you know, I'm like not. I'm not normal either. You know, I'm fucking pretty cool guy. Go where the cum is. Yes. It's just like, it's like a cum. Uh, he's a cum barometer. I don't know. Uh, one of the other things, guys. I. Uh, I. I like we. I like living in modern times. It's fun. Like, cause I. I have like media that dictates every moment. Like, if I want to go have like a chill night, or I want to be like a sad guy, I can put on some like indie rock and some headphones. I can have a. I create a soundtrack for whatever I want, right? If I'm gonna go really hard and have a crazy party. Oh, sorry. Uh, like I can play gangster rap music to make me feel fucking awesome. Like I think about other times, like the 20s. You know, like you have like one song at all times. Like so. One of the things that makes me so happy is just thinking about people in the 20s going like, yeah, we're going to fucking hit it big. We're going to do fucking so much blow in ether. It's like, all right, Ricky, play my song. I'm getting fucked up. It's like, I'm going to live fucking forever. I don't know. Okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> fucking rad and yeah I think he's right about the aliens we're fucking gross my mom actually told me that she saved me from alien abduction in her lucid dream um, 
And she'd been right about everything else up until that point, right? But, like, I kept thinking, what if she was wrong? What if, if they had actually come? What if it had been, like, the best job opportunity I had ever had? And she told them no. <laughs> anyway, uh, they're way smarter up there. John, that was brilliant. Give it up for John again, please. Okay. And give it up again. I'm going to make you do this again for uh, Miss Pam, who's not fucking here right now. But this is her shit. Woo! Give it up for her. She, she really is like, she's not a mom, but she is like the, like, she's like the mama. Like, mama. She's an aunt, drunk aunt. Perfect. Whatever. She is a sister, a mom, a drunk aunt. She is everything and everything, and I love her. And I'm very grateful to be in her space and own this for her and run this and make everybody happy. And this next woman, anyway, we've been having women, that, my favorite, some of my favorite women. And we are boss bitches. All of us are boss bitches. Drea in the back, killing it. Oh, my God. Give it up for Drea. Woo! She's the bossest of the bitches. Anyway. Okay, except for this one. Okay, so we're all the bosses. Anyway, <laughs> we're all the bosses. I love Katie. We're going to go to the spa together. It's going to be amazing. Give it up for Katie Court! Because I got too stoned. Hello, hello. Hello. No, I'm just kidding. Hi, how are you guys doing? You guys good? Give it up for yourselves for being here for some local live entertainment. Is this thing on? This, hello? Hello? You're good. All right. Um, hmm. Think about hanging out with comedians. They all like to smoke pot. Hey. Uh-oh. <laughs> hey. Um, tits or ass? Which one are you? Ass, good fucking, good fucking answer, by the way. Uh, I hate when guys say tits, because... <laughs> I know. I don't want you guys to think that I don't know. It's fine. I get it. It's fine. I like them. It's fine. I'm just... I was thinking about equality, and uh, you guys can be a tits guy or an ass guy, right? Or both. You could. You can do that. But, like, what am I? Like a balls or a shaft? I don't, I don't want to be a balls girl. <laughs> or maybe I do, I don't know. <laughs> Equality is what, I've, is what I've been thinking about. Um, I just realized I was a feminist. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know other women weren't. <laughs> <laughs> is that weird? Is that weird? I don't know. Who the fuck forgot women are better than men? <laughs> no, seriously, who the fuck forgot that? We have to suffer a lot more than men, right? We just, or things happen and things happen and we have to suffer more than, more than men, it's just a thing. So we are automatically greater, so duh, hey. I mean, the pain that we have to go through, right? You guys don't, you got what, like kidney stones? But you can break that shit up. You can't do that with a baby. <laughs> well, you can actually, but just like not in Ohio and not, <laughs> right? 
Not for long. <laughs> Do it while you can. Be free. Um, women are better than men. Men have created so much that women have to suffer for. Like heels, fuck you guys. You guys wore heels before we did. Did you know that? Greg, I bet you'd look so good in heels. Yeah, well, that means... You'd, you'd fuck more bitches because of it. Because, like, the bigger the calf, the more bitches you fuck. Because you're noble, you know? You're up higher than the shit down here. Literally. Because they didn't have plumbing. So they had heels. They fixed it with heels. They didn't want to get their stockings dirty. I didn't want to talk about that. I just want to let you guys know. This is, this is just a TED Talk. Uh, mm. Women are better than men. So, boom. There it is. You're welcome. <laughs> I uh, really, really hate the wedding industry. It makes me hate my friends real bad. <laughs> real, real bad. They become awful people thinking that, you know, centerpieces and location are like what makes a marriage. You know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make their marriage perfect. You know, it's going to hide the fact that you used to suck dick on a dance floor. It doesn't. It sure doesn't. Bitch, we went to college together. You know what I mean? Like, I know you. That white dress don't mean shit. <laughs> Society's rules, I don't dig it, you know? And don't think that I don't fall victim to it, because I totally do, because I, I like put my high pants on, you know? I put that red lipstick on in hopes I'm gonna smear it on something later, you know? <laughs> or someone later. <sighs> but in all reality, you guys, I'm just smearing it on a burrito at the end of the night. <laughs> Don't you hate that when you bite in a burrito with lipstick and like it was this thing? You know. You look good in red lipstick. Dude, across the street. They're delicious. Get lipstick all up in it. Yes. Mmm, snaps for that. Yeah. Um, I uh, love being single. I really love being single. Yeah. Don't tell my boyfriend that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> he would be mad he would be real mad but I do I just I really love it but you know it sucks being single at certain times you know what are relationships for you know for someone to be there in case you choke on a bagel bite or something like that's really all it's for you know someone to go to the grocery store with because it sucks being single at the grocery store people fucking know you're going down the aisle, putting half an onion in. That's all I need. Couple cherry tomatoes. Tuba ice cream. It's, it's more of a ton of ice cream, let's get real. It's a ton of ice cream. But I don't want people to know that I'm single at the grocery store, so I'll walk down the condom aisle. There's a whole aisle, I don't know if you knew. And brr, pop, 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 like eight boxes of condoms right in there. I just want people to know at the grocery store that like I'm active, you know? I want them to wonder like what I'm into, like <laughs> a ton of ice cream and eight boxes of condoms? What you into? But sadly, you guys, what I'm really doing is just eating like all that ice cream and making balloon animals at the end of the night. That's usually what I'm doing after this, if you guys wanna hang out. I clearly am cool, I'll smoke pot, cause this is, all driven by drugs. <laughs> Cheers to you guys. Thank you for, 
for that. Yeah, yeah. Fucking mutiny. God damn it, I love this place. Cheers to you, Pam, wherever you are. No, she's not dead. We're not going to start that rumor, okay? She's coming back, you guys. Don't worry. It's, this is going to be all right. Um, let me get a feel of the room. Where are all my single ladies at? Give me a whoop whoop if you're single. Yeah, good. Actually, I'm just trying to get my competition down. Which brings me to my next question. Where are all those single men at, huh? 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 We gotta be a little bit more aggressive these days. There's no men left. They're uh, gay, they're taken, or they're socially awkward. Or the combination of the three, right over there. Right, I'm just kidding, God, it's a, this is comedy. I don't know how to be mean to people, I just know how to be mean to myself. I'm the worst, I know. Um, I, thank you, thank you so much. Um, Women are a little bit more aggressive these days. I went to that wedding, that same wedding, had a full bar, by the way. Woke up with no hangover. It's like, hashtag uh, adulting. (laughs) It was actually like three days later that I woke up, though, so (laughs) that was crazy. Thank you. Getting older is weird. Anyone else aging here, huh? Humans, yeah? Tell me, um, is there like one of those, how old are you? Boom, so you've had these like curses that your parents have put on you, they start popping up, yeah? Give give me me one of them. One of the genes that you don't like, that I just like to call them curses, because they are. Mm. Definitely, Uh, let's see, so I younger people. Okay. All right, yeah, I was just gonna go with chin hairs. Mine are just chin hairs, you guys. But thanks for getting deep and personal with me. I really fucking appreciate it. I do. Uh, These chin hairs are a curse. I have turned into Tim Allen and Santa Claus. I'll pluck one and like 18 pop up. It's crazy. Um, But I do do have to deal with it, you know, and I see them in the car. They're like whispering like glitter. Like, you know, just... But I go to get them with my nails, and I just actually can't get them with my nails, so they just become like a ribbon. So um, that's actually how I go out now. So um, you guys have been beautiful. I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm going to go make balloon animals. Woo! Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, I want to thank Patrick Lewis, who was our first contestant on The Price is Wrong. Um, no, no, he was he was amazing. He was here before all of you. Anyway, I want to thank everyone who came out: Ken Suzuki, Stephen Massey, Sabrina Miller, and all the people who are still here, like Arden. He, you know, he left. Okay, Art, Art, Arjun, uh, Elio, oh, Adrian, oh shit, Greg, John. Oh, they're all gone. Okay, no, John's still here. Anyway, this next guy we got coming up. I don't know him, but he's very polite, and uh, you know his uh, his name. We're gonna give it up for him. He might be a chauvinist. I'm scared. Because all the old ones are, right? Uh, but please give it up for this possible chauvinist. Anyway, Jason Cole! Thank you very much. Thank you, Alyssa. Is it chauvinist to say that I like your ass? You got a nice ass, lady. It's kind of a a new level of low. I just got into comedy like 40 days ago, and it's funny to be 46 years old and hear like 35-year-old people saying, I'm not married, I don't have kids, I feel like a loser, and then 30-year-old people at the brainwash saying, 
I'm still single and a loser. So it, it is kind of a new level of low. Uh, let's do some crowd work. Young people, I'm glad to see you guys drinking because, uh, again, I've just started this comedy thing and I realize a lot of you guys smoke a lot of weed, right? It's good to see you guys still drinking. Let's, like, it's cool to still have a drinking problem. Like it's, <laughs> like, it's no longer cool to drive your car into a wall and kill everybody but yourself on prom night. Like, that's the 80s. That's where I grew up in. So I, was, I do smoke a lot of weed for this next joke. So I... Um, I was really baked in my car in the drive through line at Burger King, right? And I'm arguing with the cashier, and I, I never want to be rude to food service people because they got a tough job. Um, but they always seem to mess up my order. Uh, and there's people behind me honking, and they're like, burr, 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 and I'm like, but you know, I've always, uh, you know, I'm trying to be nice, but I'm like, like, look, look, just give me my cheeseburgers. I just want my cheeseburgers. Give me my cheeseburger. I don't need a receipt. Just give me my cheeseburgers. And God bless these food service workers. You know, they have a script or I don't know, it's corporate training, but they always say the same thing. Sir, this is a toll booth. <laughs> All right, da uh, That made Tony Sparks laugh the first time I did comedy and making an African-American man laugh. It's, it kept me through this the whole time. So um, I don't need your laughter. I mean, that's a lie, I do. So a new level of love. I need gamers here, you know, Xbox and that kind of shit. I'm. <laughs> I play GTA 5, I'm 46 years old, but there's a new level of low. So in this game, it's very immersive. It's a big city like, like Los Angeles, and you can just kill people and rape people, all the fun stuff. Um, then you can go to a strip club. There's, it's called the Peppermint Rhino or whatever, and you can go into the strip club. So I'm in the strip club on a Saturday by myself, playing Xbox, 46 years old. But then inside the strip club, there's a video game. There's a stand-up video game like I used to play in the 80s. So I'm playing the video game as this guy in a strip club that's a new level. I don't know where the punchline is. It's just funny and sad all the same time because I realize this. But I'm in my nice house and, and all that stuff with my, with my nice job. Um, but crowd work, sir. You're a handsome man. I mean, you're going to be deported soon, but you're very handsome. I would love that full head of hair. You're very handsome. And that, the beard. How long did it take you to grow that? That's this, look, I look like an AIDS patient with no prescription drug covers. Yeah, how long did it take you to grow that? That's not like three days? That's like, uh, very, very handsome. Beautiful head of hair. I, I, I would love to have that head of hair. I mean, looking at me is like a mirror, right? <laughs> oh yeah, you still have some good, some good years left. How old are you, sir? Oh, yes. But definitely get married before you're 30, because that, that, you're right, there's some, something's, gonna, something's gonna happen. But you, you're very handsome. I would, I would trade places with you. I would take my chances in Mexico, I would. Um, Trump, Trump's Fourth Reich, guys, you guys ready? <laughs> He's a handsome gentleman, there's other, lots of handsome. <laughs> That's cool, I'm down with it, I'm down with it. Um, so I am new to comedy, so I decided to get up with no material and, and not do the same thing that everyone does at the brainwash. And the next set, um, is this the one minute mark? How do you work? Or this? How do you feel? I feel good, okay. I'm just making up as I go. Thank you. Just one minute to perform. Story of my life. All right, guys. Uh, I appreciate you uh, humoring me. So yeah, 46, still single. I have a. I, I almost fit the serial killer profile to a T. You know, middle-aged white guy, angry at his mother, uh, tortured animals. I mean, I haven't. I didn't physically torture them. I just make them be with me. So that's. Um, but I don't fit the stereotype to a T because you know they're very known as being high IQ serial killers, and they're very organized. I'm. I'm very disorganized. I'd be like. I would forget to go back to the dump site to jerk off. You know, I'd be like, oh, I forgot. Like, I need TaskRabbit or something for that. Um, but I got some laughs, and I appreciate it. My name is Jason. You'll see me around. I'm an old guy. Talk to me. Thanks.
Give it up for Jason. I think he was all right. I was not actually present. Was he a chauvinist? Okay, I feel yes. like yeah, yeah. It's he's all right. He's all right. He's all right. He gets the a okay from the girls in the corner. I got my girls over here. They say he's okay. I mean, he's not okay. Oh, I got my girl in the back, back, and that's where I look. I look in the back, back. You know. Anyway, no, I think he's okay, you guys. I'm sorry I didn't hear your set, Jason. We have a wonderful woman, another woman. I'm sorry. I prefer them. I prefer them, and I'm straight, right? Like I fuck dick. I like I. Everybody's like, you're a, you're an ass. You're an ass. You like ass or tits? And I'm like, well, I like asses because none of the men I fuck have tits. Like, I don't fuck guys with tits. I'm sorry. Like, that was like a line I drew in the sand. Anyway, give it up for Adrian V alone. Oh my God, see. And that's what it looked like every time I would go accept awards in school and shit. I just not. I like I fell down the bleachers once accepting an award. It was it was a stupid award too. It was like oh you showed up enough. Like, good for you. I just ate shit the whole way down. Anyway, I was thinking about horseback riding and men fucked it up for women like really fucking hard. Like y'all making us sit side saddle for centuries. Like that doesn't make no sense. Like I don't have shit dangling here, people. Like I don't have balls. Like I don't know why y'all straddling fucking horses. It makes no fucking sense. Right? Like y'all need to be sitting side saddle. Like fucking pick that shit up. Make your little fucking nest or cradle or whatever. You know what I mean? You got all this fucking back leg to like, you know, insulation, cushion, you know, shock absorbers for your balls. All right? I understand why you fucking like invented fucking cars, spaceships, fucking you ruin that planet for everyone. Because you're not riding horses right. That's why people in Australia walk out the damn house and get melanoma now. All right? It's fucked up. All right? Because, like, when I ride a horse, it's fucking phenomenal, people. It's fucking great, okay? Like, it's fucking great. Like, like this. there's a lot of self-discovery here as a young girl. You know what I mean? Like, there's certain rides you have. Like, you hold a candle to, like, checks. Like, that first canner, you're just like, damn. That ride. So fucking smooth. So fucking great. You're just like, yeah. You know, you're feeling it. You feel it, you know? And then you have those other rides, like, you know, ruffles and shit, where it's just... Oh. Much louder and way more intense, people. But you get the, you get the jizz. Like, pop, 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 right, right? But see, as a kid, like, I got conditioned to that. Like, a horseback riding was, like, an hour, hour and a half ride. Like, that was a lesson. Like, I come across that shit as an adult at least 20 minutes tops, okay? Like, that's all I have to endure. Because it's conditioned, you know. She she gets it, you know what I mean? She's feeling it. I was thinking about grills the other day. Like, you can't bequeath a grill. You know what I mean? You can't do it. Like, you're not going to wear your grandpa's grill. That's nasty. Like, that's fucking gross. Like, you're not going to get that shit customized or anything like that. So, like, I have an idea. We should bring back mantles. Right? Like, like for like mantles, fireplace mantles, anything like that. Because, like, you could think about it. Like, you go down the line, you know, you got, like, grandpa's grill, great-grandpa's grill, great-grandma's grillette. You know what I mean? Like, and you get that lineage, too, that, like, connection. You know, you see your family, like, your heritage and shit. Like, behind it, you could put, like, a portrait of their, like, thizzle face with their grill. You know what I mean? Just like, ah, you know? Fucking awesome. And because you're not going to sit out, you can't bury people with grills. You know what I mean? That's an issue. 
people. You can't do that. That's buried treasure. All right? Putting people in the ground with like 24 karat gold, platinum, diamonds, emeralds and shit. People are going to fucking dig them up and steal that shit. That's a tap. That's a whole new market people are about to tap. And you're not going to hire grave watchers to watch grandma's graves and own jacks or shit, right? Like you're not going to sit out there and do that, right? I'm not going to do it. So instead of, you know, having grave watchers, mantle builders. It's fucking brilliant, you know? It's great. It's trying to help out the economy, you know what I mean? Just thinking about it and get in touch with our heritage, too. I don't like how people fucked up cats. Well, we did. We fucked up cats. Humans fucked them up. We took these majestic creatures. We took the sharks of the land, people. Sharks of the land. I'll give you some examples, all right? Think about it. Would you go fucking with any type of jaws, like from a shark, Mako, you know, great white fucking, you know, hammerhead, little fucking... No, you wouldn't, right? Would you go fucking with any cat jaws? No. You wouldn't go do that either, would you? Right? Like a fucking shark smells like one drop of blood in like an eight mile radius, right? Fucking cats, little known fact, they see ultraviolet and hear ultrasound. That's fucking amazing. That means they can see and hear shit that no one else can. That's fucking great. And here we are, fucking munchkin cats, no fucking legs, flat-faced Persians, fucking folded ear, whatever, shit like that. You didn't breed the hunter out of this shit, okay? You didn't, okay? You just bred it to look fucking cute and shit, and it's fucked up. I don't like it. I want to do this whole big cat movement. Has anyone seen a savanna? Has anyone seen savannas? Does anyone know what that looked like? All right, it's a big cat. It's half wild cat, half like domestic cat it's bred with. All right, people? So let me put you this way. Like if this is like my counter right here, right? And I'm going to go feed my savanna. This fucker's like, oh, hey, what's up? Oh, what you making? What you know? Yeah, yeah, you're feeding me now? That's probably good because if you don't, I'm going to eat your face. And that's okay because it's majestic. It's supposed to. The shit only eats meat. That's bad fucking ass. It doesn't need much water because the amount of fucking meat it eats. That's just getting water from blood, people. That's cool. And here we are just fucking them all up. This pussy-ass bullshit, flat faces. Ah, it's fucked up. Just put, yeah, exactly. Pussy-ass bullshit. Anyway, I want to change. I don't, I don't wear a bra, but I feel like bras are like really fucked up. It doesn't even sound comfortable. It doesn't even like, you know what I mean? Brazier? That sounds terrible, right? So I want to rename them. Hooter hammocks. TM people, I got trademark on that bitch. I'm just saying, like, hooter hammock sounds amazing. It's way more fun. Wouldn't you wear a bra if you had a hooter hammock? Like, you just get up and go. Just get up and go, people. Anyway, my name is Adrian. Thank you. That's been my time. Thank you to everyone who came out. Thank you to you because you're our, you're our audience. I mean, people will listen to this. You're what? She's a good listener, you guys. We have a good, li- we have one good listener and three very well. No, you guys seem like active. Anyway, uh, you're there with us. And what are your names? Um, Fernando. Fernando. Cielo. Cielo. Allie. Allie. Kai. Kai. Allie doesn't like the mic. Anyway, bam. Yeah, yeah. For the audience and the other audience, there's a couple others here. We forgot to mention. Anyway, I got this guy, Dave. I'm going to stay up here with you because you're going to be fast. This motherfucker's got one joke. One joke, right? 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 So I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to give you the mic, but I'm here with you. We're not leaving, okay? Okay, I guess it's one joke, one joke. All right. 
So I'm I'm a trained teacher. It's kind of a fucking joke. But because I'm training for certain situations. Well, first of all, I should mention that my professor who trained me, trained me to be a teacher was sleeping with one of her students. Yeah, so she would teach me good, good, give me good advice. All right, so I had this one student. I, I, I've been subbing for a couple of years. I had this one student. All of a sudden, get up in the middle of the... Gong, sorry Dave, get off the stage. We got Val, she's coming in. I had to do Gong last minute. We only got one minute left. I love you, Dave. You're my homie, but Val, you do your one like 30 second pussy joke right now, baby. And then we're done. We're doing time here. <laughs> oh my God, y'all like bacon wrapped dick? You gonna love me? Yep. Women love me. Yep, just just straight into it. I want everybody to send your thoughts and prayers to your bitch's pussy. Because your bitch's pussy is like a classroom. No attendance. Your bitch's pussy menstruates peanut butter. Your bitch's pussy queefs Bible 